Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back. Another episode of Highly Taken Podcast, episode number four. Again, David Siegber back from Tallahassee. Christian Smith back here in Wilmington, Delaware. Nick Smith back here in Jacksonville. Let's get it, guys. So first order of business, again, we're doing our weekly Gone in 60 Seconds. If you don't know the rules, they have to chug a giant drink within the 60 seconds of sports news. And I think it's going to be a good one for them. I think I think Nick specifically is going to love this one. Yeah, so, I can't I can't wait to get into it. We wanted to make it a little harder. I feel like it was a little too a little too easy last week. So yeah, so is your mom. This time we're doing you know about thirty six ounces. See if we can get into it. All right, let's go. All right, on your marks, get set. Go. On today's rendition of Gone in 60 Seconds, we will raise the serious question the Bahamut asked years ago, who let the dogs out? I'm not going to tiptoe around it, so let's take a dive into this sport, and I know Nick will love it. A sport where defeat is guaranteed no matter if you win or lose. That's right, this is toe wrestling. This sport is similar to arm wrestling. No socks and no shoes, just your raw barking dogs. Each person places their foot flat on each other's. The goal is to pin your opponent's dirty little piggies for three count, and it's a best of three format. First goes your right foot, then your left foot, then your right foot again, so you can have a taste of all ten toes, and eleven if you're lucky. The top player who's now since retired was Alan Nasty Nash, and also Paul Beach, known as the Tominator, who's a big name. I don't know about you, but this seems like a sport I'd love to sink my teeth into, but, you know, that would probably suck instead. Um, there you go. That was like 58 seconds. No, do it. That's one minute. You guys I are done. Do. I got a bowl. I still have about tasting, tasting defeat. Yeah, I still have about now. As punishment, you gotta Eight suck my ounces. toes. Yeah, I have 12. <laughs> the, the toe sucking contest begins. I think, I think Christian would be best at that. I'm sorry. I was trying to finish that. Did you say this is toe wrestling? It is toe wrestling. Yes. So I mean, where, it's, it's where does this take place at? Anywhere. It's actually has a bit. It's more. You know, it's an American thing, really. Um, in UK, it's a big thing in UK for some reason. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah. It just it's like arm yeah. wrestling with your feet. I think I think my career ended uh, before it even started. Uh, you know, having having a toe injury immediately. So I, I appreciate you right. uh, bringing that in there. I I really. Really depressing. Um, thank you for bringing that home last week. Talking about balding, that was that was a great. One it's really yeah. It's actually uh, just really generated towards you, Nick. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like you're really really coming at me right now. I, I hope <laughs> you bet I hope I next week it's it's going to be going over Goldilocks himself with his little ginger beard he's got going. Yeah, on. we'll go. We'll do like a Prince Charming from Shrek one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but my only question about this is: Do you think having more than ten toes is considered like performance enhancing? I like, feel like it's it's yeah, be right. Cheap. Right. I mean, I think you have to cut off one toe in order for it to be there. <laughs> like um, tie behind it. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to do something. Uh, you know, it's for the sport, man. You or, know? or at the same time, are they just naturally gifted? That's true. Uh, That's just like, like it could be like, you know, are we gonna ban seven foot people from the NBA? I doubt right. it. So. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. Uh, it. I I loved it, but uh, we'll get into it. Um, wanna wanna start with Jim Brown. Legacy, give it a few seconds, a moment of silence for him. So I do I do want to sit there and say, you know, Jim Brown was an absolute stud, right? Mm. 
Guy read, led the league in rushing eight times. His average per game rushing was 104, right? His yards per carry was 5.2. I mean, that's that's unheard of. And, you know, he had 106 rushing TDs. The guy was always on top of the league in a very run-heavy league back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my opinion, there's a lot of greats, but – I just don't know if any of them are really going to be better than what he had on his career. I think the worst year he had was like 850 yards rushing. Yeah, and it's the big thing. It's not only that, but it's also you got to think of what time and era we were in, you know, not only the NFL, but in America at the time. Now, arguably, he's a top five, I'd say, running back of all time. Um, Just, I mean, him and like Jim Thorpe really helped break down like those national – yeah. those ethnic barriers to the league which you know obviously paved the way for all of the great yeah. athletes that had to come since then so it's um, again hopefully like him and his family condolences you know to them mm-hmm. um the league just lost a legend which is unfortunate yeah, yeah i mean we'll we'll never for we'll never forget jim brown i mean he even he was even a great wide receiver like great screenplay like i feel like he kind of started that kind of you know position uh he had i think i know it's not a lot but i think he had like 2500 yards uh receiving and another 20 yard or 20 touchdowns passing so i mean dude was a legend well we're gonna get you know can't forget him yeah uh we'll we'll get right into it this week we're gonna go over our nfc west and afc west picks uh like we always do we're gonna start with christian see what he has to say on this all right, so what do you guys want to roll here first? You guys want to roll NFC or should we roll AFC? Um, but let's let's start with the NFC this week. Okay. Yeah, NFC is right. my second page. So you guys start usually start from four. I start from one. I'm gonna go. You guys though here. I'm gonna start from four as well. So Ooh, wow, number four, finishing last in the division. I have the thirteen or the three and fourteen Cardinals. I think Murray's going to go down with a season-ending injury at some point in the year, and I hope he doesn't, but I just that's kind of the way I'm feeling. He runs a lot. They don't have a big line over there. I just don't think – I don't think he stays healthy this year, and I think that's going to be a big part. But what, what's that look for, That's Dave? just like – I'm just coming out hot. That's like super – it's like not even like a hot take. That's just like, yeah. So he's basically going to run over by I'm a car in the I'm not even going to lie to you. In my notes typed right here, it says Murray goes down at about week five. Woo! So okay. there it is. All right. Uh, yeah. D Hop's on the trade block. Buddha Baker's on the trade block. And if Murray gets hurt, need I say more about what's left on this team? I mean, there's Race McSorley. Hey yeah. man, you got Colt McCoy there. Get back. Get at it, dude. He's a beast. Yeah. Right. So I have the Cardinals finishing with a three and fourteen record. At number three in the division, I have the Rams, and I have them going with a 5-12 and 12 record. I think Stafford coming back is just not going to be enough. They lost Ramsey, and they didn't replace a whole bunch of any of their – or not maybe not even replace, but fill all the gaps that they needed in free agency and the draft. Aaron Donald can only hold this defense down by himself with so long. I think with – now that the Super Bowl wins under the belt, it's about time for a rebuild. I think that's how it's going to go. Stafford might stay placed at QB for the next couple of years. They might draft one in the draft after a horrible showing this year. I just don't think – I don't think the Rams are going to be that good. But I probably won't be wrong, honestly, because I'm never wrong. So, oh. on to the second. Second place, I have Seattle. 
Seattle finishing with a 10-7 and record. I think they just make the playoffs. Now, I don't know what we're going to see out of Geno Smith here. I think, you know what I mean? We saw, he's been in the league for seven, eight years now, longer than that. He's had one good season, right? One season that he's played well. We don't know what's to come of him, though. And there's a lot of question marks around that. But at the same time, that offense is really revamped and it's young. They just got what I believe is the best receiver in the draft. You pair that with Kenny Walker back there. You can shake your head like that, but that's facts. We all know why. Jackson and Jigba Smith was the best receiver in that draft. JSN. I think, yeah. So, but with that as well, you know, and they have a young defense as well. So I think, I think all that tying together, it's going to be enough for them to finish with a positive record, to finish with enough to get a wild card spot. But I don't have them winning the division, however, behind the Niners at an 11 and six record. I think the Niners get off to a very hot start with a six and oh start. The first part of the seed, the first third of the season is almost a cakewalk. If you go and actually take a look at it. Yeah, no, it is. It's 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 damn near a cakewalk. And I think that I think that's gonna be huge for them. I think that's gonna get, you know, they're gonna rally off a lot of wins. But I think later they're gonna find they're gonna struggle to find success due to the inexperience at quarterback. Trey Lance hasn't had time under his belt. Yeah, Purdy went seven and zero. Okay, congrats. He was still Mister Irrelevant. He was still a rookie. Like he doesn't. There's still so many things to learn. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the you know the sophomore slump, but that's always a thing. And I think their defense is what's going to keep them in most of their close games that they're like that they do end up losing. And I think their defense is going to play a big part in that. And that's going to be the whole reason why they finish number one in the division because the offense will get the things done against the weaker opponents. But then the defense is going to be, be what keeps them in games against their stronger opponents. And because of that, I mean, at that point, you know what I mean? If your defense forces a play down the end of the stretch, you get the ball back a minute left to go, you drive down the field, kick the field goal, you win. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. They're a game management team for sure. Right. Um, David, David, what do you have on this? So, yeah, like on paper, I feel like this division seems like it would be like, oh, this division should be one of the best. You know, you have Murray with that stacked offense. You have Stafford winning Super Bowl two years ago with that Rams team. You have a Seahawks team that has a bunch of young talents who did well last year. You have a Niners team made to the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like even with that, it seems kind of one sided in the on the in the yeah. whole division. Yeah. Um, Christian and I were almost I feel like almost spot on on everything. Uh, so I have Cardinals in fourth, going four and thirteen. Nice. Um, Murray again injury underperforming. Uh, he needs to lay off the call of duty to be honest. Yeah. Um, but with an offense that has Hopkins, Holland Brown, Zacher, James Connor, Corey Clement, you'd think they'd be able to do more than they can, but it's for some reason they they can't. And I think a lot of that is the weak defense as well as, you know, Kyler Murray's decision making. I just feel like he needs to be spending more time in the film room and he already told us he doesn't want to. Um, Murray's just the biggest issue and why they haven't turned from him. The only reason I can think is how much money they're paying him to play. So uh, that's unfortunate for them, but they made their own bed. Another team who made their own bed is the third place team here, the Los Angeles Rams, going five and twelve. Again, I feel like Christian just like looked at my outline somehow. Ah. Um, I really wanted to say they could sneak their way up to second place, but even with Cooper Cup coming back, their offensive firepower just isn't what it used to be. You have an aging Stafford, and even with Van Jefferson and Cam Akers, like that's really their only two star people other than Cooper Cup. There, Tyler Higby is he's a decent tight end. He's one he could start. 
<clears throat> one that maybe could be a second place person on somebody else's team. Yeah. Their defense is weak, very weak. And like you were saying, Don, um, sorry, Donald can only do so much by himself. And especially since they just lost Ramsey, they have nothing else there. Nope. Um, and I've been saying it, they sold their souls and their picks for the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're now suffering the consequences of giving up so much for older players. Nice. And hey, you know, but at least they got a ring out of it, I guess. That's crazy. Yeah. We definitely basically just have the same script written down for that one. Second place, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks going ten and seven. <laughs> although <laughs> although he had a great season last year, I don't trust Geno Smith. Um, but he has the offensive talents, like you said. He has Walker, Jeez. he has Metcalf, he has Lockett. Now they have JSN. That is a good off, yeah. good offense. Luke it's Wilson is a commit. Offense. Yeah, Luke Wilson's a very commendable tight end. He's not going to make a difference. I feel the biggest Fant, thing right bro. now. Fant's over there, Noah Fant. Oh, Fant. Yeah, they have Fant. I forgot. Yeah, they got Fant last year. So I mean, that's a a, a decent tight end as well. Um, uh, now I will say their defense is really young. I mean, they had probably one of the top two or depending on how you think number one, and number two, best young tight end, tight end cornerback last year with Tariq Woolen. Um, and you know, they doubled down this year in the draft and they decided to go out and get Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that'll be very interesting to see. They're trying to rebuild like a 2.0 version of the Legion of boom. I don't see it happening that be that well, but I mean, still will be interesting. I think what other people need to look at is the NFC West this year. They play the AFC North and the NFC East, which are arguably two of the best divisions in football. And then the Seahawks have a second place schedule and coming in first place, San Francisco 49ers 13 and four. Um, Now the biggest thing here is Jimmy G is gone. And so now they're either using Trey Lance coming off an ACL injury or Brock Purdy coming off whatever injury, you know, actually going with him. Who's going to play there? Now, will Sam Darnold start the season next year? We we don't know. I think it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is because the quarterback just needs to be able to facilitate the offense. You have people like CMC, you have Elijah Mitchell, you have Debo, Iguk, Will Sneed, Kyle Juszczyk, and, you know, you have George Kittle. Yeah. The best at him. As well, you have a great – Offensive lineman and Trent Williams. So that means it's a dangerous offense because the dangerous defense, they have Armstead and Nick Bosa, and they went out and got Jason Hargrave, who we all know very well. And I like Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner is probably a top five linebacker in the league. Um, I think the only weakness that they have is going to be at corners and safety. I feel like they're not that great when it comes in. I'm, I'm not saying they're bad, but I don't think they're that great. I feel like that could be the only weakness that could point at that in their quarterback, but they're coached well. They have a lot of good talents, and within the division, I just feel like they're going to dominate. I would just yeah. like to note real quick, multiple <clears throat> times I said last year that the Niners, I believe, are the only team in the in the NFL that where the quarterback is not the most important position. So I need you guys to, to take a drink right now because I have something completely different than you guys, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a hot take. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Somebody trying to fan one then. So we're all in agreement in last place, right? Okay. I have Cardinals going five and twelve, only because you know I think with having D Hop there, and again we don't know if D Hop is gonna stay there. Um, they're going to be relying heavy on him and I think James Conner, but they also have Ertz there, which is huge. Uh, Marquise Brown, always great deep threat. Um, I, I think they could potentially be better, but I don't know if 
Murray can take the steps that he needs to take, especially like what you said, he, he cares more about playing video games. Um, number three, I have the 49ers. Bruh. I have the 49ers because they, yeah, I know at nine, they're at nine and eight. So it's still a decent record. Um, I just, I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be there. Yes, their game management team. They have a first place schedule. So I don't know how that's going to go with them. Um, I think, I think they had a crushing defeat against the Eagles. And I think that really, really hurts them. Um, defense is amazing. So then at second place, I have the Seahawks. I have them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I told you not going to like it. I have them at nine and eight also. Um, they're just kind of a better divisional record. I think they end up taking that one. I mean, like you said, adding JSN, uh, I, I hate it. Ugh. I mean, oh, what, a terrible, what a terrible school to go to. But he is a great wide receiver to go with Lockett and Metcalf. And then Kenneth Walker is getting a full year under his belt. Um, again, Geno Smith's the question. Uh, having Adding Witherspoon over there on defense is huge. I just don't know what it's going to look like. And going up against the NFC East, that's not an easy task this year. And then at first place, I have the Rams. Oh, my. And, yeah. Five and 12. And the only reason, listen, they're, they're, they have a fourth-place schedule, right? So, you know, they're, they're going to have a little – some easy games sitting in there. Um, I think Stafford's going to get back to what Stafford does, throwing the ball. The dude is a beast. He has weapons. I mean, Cooper Cup's going to go back. Cooper Cup's going to go back and play play the way – He has a weapon. Can I should no, wait? I'm Higby, sorry, can you Higby's repeat, good too. Can you repeat the record one more time for them? 11 and 6. So you think they only lose two games outside of both their losses to the Seahawks and Niners because they will lose both of those games. So I don't think I don't think they lose both those games. It's a divisional game. I had them at one and one on both of those, and that's the only reason I couldn't take them. They, on both you of them. do. Okay, I'm just saying. You, I'm, I'm I don't want to pick apart your stuff, but they play the Niners. They play mm-hmm. Cincy. They play mm-hmm. Philly. They play Pittsburgh. Yeah. They play Dallas. Mm-hmm. They play Cleveland. They play Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I have what. I have, I know yeah, they had the AFC North and NFC East. I, why do you think I told you to take a drink? That's my hot take on it. Oh, I think I my you know what my hot take is that by the end of the season, Stetson Bennett's going to be starting. <laughs> Listen, here's here's what I have to say: the better the Georgia Rams, quarterback. If the Rams do not finish at least with a nine and eight record, I will go and do the Blazing Wing Challenge. All right. You're just giving yourself free food. Yeah, really, bro. I've done the Blazing Wings well. three times. I hold the record at my B-dubs in Newark, dude. So what flex. Whatever, whatever. What yeah, wow. Yeah. He also, I saw the 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 meat that was left on those bones. You're lying. Was, You're lying, iffy, bro. They it have to iffy. judge it. They have to judge Either way, it. I think I think that that's that's what it's looking. I, I mean, it's a that's tough hot. division. I think it that is, is and I think, Yeah. I think the Rams, the Seahawks, or the Niners can take that division. Um, and I wanted to take the Niners. It's just so hard for me to think, even with McCaffrey sitting there and the weapons they have, it's just, they, you need a decent quarterback. And I don't think Trey Lance is good. And I mean, Purdy's not going to be there at the beginning of the season. So yeah, you say they're going six and no to start. I don't think they're going six and no to start because they don't know what they have. Um, you know, it, it, it could be completely different i want to i want to throw this in there i want a personal bet from you to me bro 
if Murray stays healthy, I'm willing to bet you the Cardinals finish higher than the Rams in the standings. Okay. What do you want to bet? Uh, I'll bet oh. anything because I that's not oh. a problem. I'll buy you a plane. Them his car. <laughs> I'll buy. I'll for buy. Viewers that don't know, I just totaled my car like five days. <laughs> We're playing for pink slips now, boy. Uh, no, I'll buy you a plane ticket down here. All right, that's fair enough to me. And if you win, I'll buy you a, a Phillies ticket and a plane ticket up here. All right, I'm fair all enough. about it. So yeah, that's that's kind of my hot take of the NFC West. I know, I know, it's definitely a hot take on there. Uh, leading off, we're going to the AFC West. Christian, what you got? Yeah. So, I think bottom place is a lot, a lot worse than the rest of the division here. But coming in at three and fourteen, I have the Raiders. Uh, I think this team is in a very, very good division. But and then and to that, I only see one division win max, and that would be to the Broncos. While the Raiders are playing at home, uh, I think I know they have Adams, I know they got Waller, and I know they got Jacobs. And even they don't have know, Waller anymore. They lost Waller. Waller's with the Giants. Yeah, they oh, don't have Waller anymore. That's right. That's they right. Have Austin, Austin Hooper is their starting. Yeah, Austin Hooper. That's not a horrible option. It's not a horrible. Yeah, option. yeah. yeah. It's not it's not it's not Waller. Right. And even Jimmy G himself, the game manager, but I just don't think it's going to be close to enough. Uh I mean the, the defense over there is not incredibly great. I don't think Garoppolo is going to be enough firepower because this isn't the Niners anymore. This is I mean you you need to have you need to have a QB who can sit back in that pocket, read the defense, throw that ball like I, and that's not him. That's just not – that's not Garoppolo. I don't think that's the quarterback for the system. And for me, that's the whole reason I believe that they're going to go 3-14 and 14 because, like I said, the Niners are the only team where QB doesn't matter the most. Everywhere else, QB matters the most. And Garoppolo's a good quarterback, but that schedule is pretty hard. I mean, six of your games, you're playing the Broncos, who I now have coming in at three, just so we can quote real quick, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Great teams. Like – I mean, maybe, okay, maybe not great because we don't know about the Broncos yet. But bringing me into the third spot anyways is the Broncos, and I have them finishing 8-9. and nine. I think we get a mild season out of them. Uh, but I think it's going to fall back to Russ at the end of the day. I think the team is not what everybody thinks. I don't think Russ is going to take those jumps. I don't really think the coach mattered as much. I feel like – I just feel like it's it's about it's, – his time's over. He's coming to the bottom half of his career. You know, he's not – He's not Mr. Wilson anymore. He's not running around slinging it every which way. It's just not going to happen anymore. They're going to miss the playoffs in a very overloaded conference. I feel like with an 8-9 and record, maybe somewhere in the NFC you can slip in. Not in the AFC this year, though. Uh, and I think that's just going to be the end of it. I think the Seattle – I think – no, I'm sorry. I think Seattle's going to continue to win this trade with Wilson. Okay. Number like two – I have the Chargers finishing with an 11 and six record. I think Herbert goes ahead and throws throws for 4,300 yards along with another 30 plus touchdowns, and he's going to be an arguable MVP candidate. The offense only got better. They got who I believe is the second best wide receiver in the draft, only behind Jackson and Jigba Smith. But I also believe has the potential of being the best receiver in this draft because of his size and frame that he has. And I think you combine that with how well and young that the defense is set up. And I think they'll be okay. I think they're going to finish with 11-6 record. I think they get into the playoffs and they get a win in the playoffs. But 
I don't think they're going to be able to get past the divisional round. I think that's going to be it. You know what I mean? I think I think last year they had that nice lead on the Jaguars. You know, Nick, you were there. You got to see it firsthand. Great lead on the Jaguars, and then it just completely diminished. Lost the game. I don't think we see something like that out of them again this year. Who knows? Coming to number one, obviously. I mean, is there really a question here? The Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're going to go 14-3. and three. But the only reason, the only reason I think they go 14-3, and three, and I just want, I want to say this now, I have them coming in to week 15 of the season at 14-1. and one. I think they lose their last two games of the season. I think their only one loss comes to Philly. That could be biased, but that's what I think. A little Super Bowl revenge. Yep. Mahomes is Mahomes. The offense is always great, and I get it. The defense has always struggled. But at the end of the day, that defense has always been – a Ben don't break defense. Yeah, they, you know what I mean? They get you down late in the game. You you know what I mean? You need some, you need a quick turnover. You need them to punch the ball, punt the ball or something. They get it. They finally get it. They get the ball back into the guy's hands that matters the most, Mahomes. And whether it's 13 seconds left on the clock or two minutes left on the clock, he'll get you down that field to wherever the hell you need to be. Yeah, I, I I I actually think I mean that's a that's a good pick. Um, you know, Chiefs Chiefs are they're like, good. Really, choose um, the obvious one there. Yeah, uh, David, what what do you have? So, um, I think this is a division that isn't shy of QB talents. Um, you know, it seems to be a one team show every single year. This division could be a tough one because each team has good talents and arguably could be one of the most talented division in the league when it comes player wise, especially maybe <clears throat> QB position wise. Yeah. Um. So, but fourth place, I'll have the Denver Broncos. I think they go six and eleven, which is a very commendable fourth place. Yeah. May I add, going six and eleven. Um, I don't think they're a terrible team by any means. I just think the rest of the division is that good. Um, I'm interested in how they they have a really young offensive core, um, but I feel like their run game just isn't that good. I feel like it, with that, Russell Wilson, the offensive line, can they protect him? Um, Russell Wilson only had five more touchdowns last year than Carson Wentz did. <laughs> Um, Carson Wentz only played in eight games last year. So there's that. Now he gets some wide receiver talent back. I think they drafted a wide receiver too. Um, so I'm going to be very interesting to see what they do. Next, I have the Las Vegas Raiders going eight and nine with a uh, two and four divisional record. Um, with a change in the guard, they lose Derek Carr and they get hot guy Garoppolo. He's back in, baby. After, you know, after being with a decent uh, stacked offensive core in San Francisco, he was pushed out by Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. You aren't really sure yet, um, but he joins a familiar- Sam Darnold or Sam Darnold, um, Panthers legend Sam Darnold. Um, he gets to join a familiar face though with Josh McDaniels, where he was there with him in New England, um, and now he has you know Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. But outside of that, it's kind of hard. You know, they lost Darren Waller. Um, and we'll just have to see how the offense goes. Again, I think Christian's been looking at my outline. I have on here Jimmy G is a game manager, and I don't think that is what this Raider team needs. So that's going to be interesting. He's not a gunslinger. You know, a team can't solely rely on, you know, Josh Jacobs yeah. to be a two-way back like he is, and he can't just keep forcing it to Devontae Adams. So it's going to be going to be interesting there. Um, next one I'll have, I have the Los Angeles Chargers going 11-6 with a 5-1 divisional record. Um, I think they have a great team. Herbert's a stud. Eckler is a great back who can run and receive. They he have, wants out. 
he does one out. I guess he does one out, but right now he's not out. And I mean, at some points, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I feel, but I feel, still feel like he's going to play. Yeah. Um, they have Keenan Allen, they have Mike Williams, uh, and they just got Quentin Johnson, as we've been talking about, which was, I feel like it's a, a great pick. Gerald Everett is a commendable tight end as well. I think their defense is amazing too. Um, they have Bosa and they have Khalil Mack back there. They just got Eric Kendricks in the off season. Um, they have JC Jackson and they have a personal favorite. I got to see him play in college, Asante Samuel Jr. at safety. Um, and we can't forget their, their, their piece de resistance, their best player. They have Cameron Dicker, the kicker out there too. Um, (laughs) The Chargers just seem to blow up and choke with all their big talent, yeah. whether it be yeah. last year blowing that lead to Jacksonville or, you know, the years they had like Phillip Rivers and the Dalian Tomlinson and Antonio Gates and all those stacked teams and couldn't. Marty. Yeah. So, um, and then number one, like we all have it. I'm assuming Nick's going to have it too. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, with a team led by Patrick Mahomes and the offensive mind of Andy Reid. It's just such a dangerous combination. They got a three-headed horse with running back. They have Edwards Hilaire. They have McKinnon and Pacheco. Great running backs. I think they got um, P. Ryan on the team now, too. Uh, they have Valdez Scantlin and Tony, who are decent receivers. If they can stay healthy, I feel like that's where they may be lacking is that the receiving core. However, they have the best tight end in football, Travis Kelsey, on their team. I feel Ballin. like, that, I feel like that, that will help out as well. The thing is they lost Orlando Brown, who was arguably their best offensive lineman last year. They got Juwan Taylor. So we'll see how that O-line goes. I feel like with a division that has Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Crosby, and Chandler Chandler Jones, they need a solid offensive line. So it's going to be interesting with divisional battles. Um, The defense, again, is not too hot. doesn't have that much star power. But with an offense led by Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, sometimes the best defense is a good offense. So I guess we'll have to see how that does there. Yeah, I mean, I think uh I think those are pretty good picks. Um I I think David was looking at my stats for the Chiefs. I really I really think he he saw my paper on that. Uh but last place, I have the Raiders at 6 and 11. Um just like you guys, Garoppolo is a game manager and I really don't think now that he's going to be in Vegas, he's going to be distracted. You know, we both we we all know that he loves his porn stars. I think he's going to really enjoy that there. And I I, I think that's going to really take time away from him. Um, not to mention the downgrade, in my opinion, from Waller to Hooper. It's just not, not a, like, not a great spot. I mean, you had Kittle over there in the Niners and that was his go-to and you don't, you don't have that now with your go-to at tight end. Um, Adams is going to do Adams, but you can't rely on Adams to take this team to where it needs to go. I mean, they just don't, I mean, Renthro, Renthro is good. I just don't know if they have it, Um, you know, leading off to the Broncos. I have the Broncos at eight and nine. Sean Payton is a great coach. Uh, It could be, they could have a better record. That defense is just a phenomenal defense. Um, they're great. They dude, they were like a top five defense last year. They held they held all of their teams pretty much less than 20 points a game. I, I just I, I don't know if, what Wilson are we gonna get? Um, are we gonna get the Wilson we've seen in Seattle or are we gonna get the Wilson of last year? And I don't know if that is 
you know, that that's really the question there. I mean, you have Sutton and Judy that they're, they're great wide receivers, uh, great one and two options. Um, I just don't know going into Sean Payton's first year in the Broncos, if they're really going to go out there and ball out. Um, then I have the chargers at nine and eight. Uh, they lost, they lost a lot of close games last year and it could change. Herbert could go out there and ball out on these close games. If he takes that next step, I mean, they, you have Keenan Allen, Allen and Mike Williams as your one and two. I mean, th- those are great, great one and two options. And then, Everett at tight end, great. And then, obviously, we all know Eckler. Eckler is going to do what Eckler does. Um, defense looks great. I just don't know. I just don't know if they're going to keep them in the game because they get tired pretty quick. I've noticed that. I noticed that last year they they get tired in the second half. So that if if they can change that, and I, I'm with David. We all know his dad, Asante Samuel Jr. It, like he he could be a stud. Um, I just, I don't know. And then I have the winner is the chiefs. I have them at 12 and five. Um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know if Mahomes has enough weapons. Mahomes makes everyone look great. And that that's, that's why I have them at 12 and five. That offense is just Mahomes can do whatever he wants to do. Basically he's going to make Tony and Vadel Scantley look good, but do they stay in the whole time? I feel like Scantley could possibly get injured and then you're going to be relying on Tony. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is his guy, always has been. And the question mark is their defense. I just don't know if their defense is just going to help them um, when it comes down to it. You know, I don't I don't want to see. Actually, I would love to see it, but, you know, them go down play by play going touchdown, 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 touchdown. It's fun, but as a defense, you have to get the stop. And I just don't know if Andy Reid's powerhouse offense is going to be enough to finish some of these games that he has on the schedule. So that's that's where I'm sitting out on that. Um, we'll go ahead and go through our NHL playoffs. Ooh, okay. So you know what time it is. We got our NHL playoffs Ooh. again. We're going to do our three-minute minor. Huh. So NHL playoffs, so we're going to do with Hurricanes versus Panthers. That series, Panthers are up 1-0. Game one was so exciting to say at least. I actually got to watch some of it, and I do enjoy some hockey, though I don't catch a lot of games. Panthers barely... Or three overtime? Was it four? Four overtimes. Panthers barely made the playoffs, but they have made their present known this year. They went to a 4 OT game with the winning goal coming with 12.7 seconds left in fourth overtime. This is the sixth longest game in NHL history. Um, this is exactly how close I thought the series was going to be. I still think Hurricanes will pull it out, but this will be a great series to watch. That hurricane starting to turn into a tropical storm down there, man. Mm. Florida knows how to deal with Hurricanes, I'll tell you that. Very Game true. two is in Carolina, and I think the Hurricanes take this one. Defense Carolina has been strong this postseason and have had a, and have had to led to a healthy offense as well. So we're going to go with the second series, but first let's have a short moment of silence for the Seattle Kraken. So game one puck drops tonight at 8.30. We have the Dallas Stars versus the Golden Knights. First and foremost, again, Kraken lost. That's sad. But it has been fun. For, it would have been really fun for two new expansion teams to be facing each other. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen. 
I think the Golden Knights have the upper hand in this series. They have home ice, and I think they will capitalize on this. I think Vegas wins the first game, and eventually they will win the series. And I also have a personal vendetta against Dallas team with star logos. So there's also that. Yeah, no, I, that's I. I just can't pick Dallas. Any sport, it's just hard for me to pick. Anything I like the Mavericks. Dallas. Like yeah, but even Mavericks. then, I'm a Luca fan. I'm a Luca. I like Luca, but it's just they have a stigma of the Cowboys, and I just can't get over that. So I don't root for any Dallas sports. So I'm definitely going for those Knights. Yeah, I got. I'm a Knights fan. I like how. So they this is this has been a huge topic. We've been talking about it all week. Um. We'll break it down. Let's let's start with uh, the NBA playoffs with the Miami Celtics game one. Christian, you can start. Yeah. Um. So okay. So I will say coming into this game, right? I said that I think the Celtics are going to win unless Jimmy Butler just decides to take over. And mm-hmm. guess exactly what happened. Jimmy Butler became exactly as I just said. Him. 35 points in game one on the road. I mean, he just dropped 35 points after Jason Tatum came off in his own home stadium, dropped 50 points. I don't think anybody was necessarily expecting it. It's not that it wasn't out of the question, but it just, it wasn't what was expected, right? We were thinking, okay, Celtics at home. We were probably thinking they're probably going to start off to a 2-0 lead. They'll probably take both games at home. This is the eight seed we're talking about, right? That's not how it's going. I think now at this point, and you know what? You can call it a hot take. Call it what you want. I think the Heat take it in five. I think Jimmy Butler is in five. I think Jimmy Butler is the real deal. I think he has put Miami on his back. I I think Butler is on track to go and get the greatest single ring of all time. Wow. Um, I disagree with that. Um, I mean – the Celtics lost Game One in the semifinals. Uh, I I don't I don't know if Jimmy's enough. Yes, he went off at thirty five points. The biggest thing, and I, I was looking at this, Marcus Smart was not covering Butler. You should have him on him at all times. I mean, he's one of the greatest defensive players there. They were also doing a lot of screens to get him into a matchup that he needed. Now they're going to be relying solely on Butler, and I just don't think it's enough. Yes, they stole one. I think this is going to go into six games. Um, but I just don't – I don't think Jimmy is enough to keep this offense going. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? Jimmy is Hemi. He's yeah. Hemi Butler. He has 35 mm-hmm. points, beating Boston Boston. While we kept Tobias, I will never know. Ah! Um, I, I think I think the biggest thing is actually well, – we say Jimmy Butler, but I'll say the second biggest thing is big men play. They have Kevin Love and they have Bam Adebayo starting together, yeah. getting a nice matchup against Horford and Williams. Bam had 20 points. Mm-hmm. And I said coming into the series, the biggest thing to look at will be Bam being the difference maker against Horford because yeah. Jimmy needs that second guy. Now, I think because of that, we may see Blake Griffin playing some minutes with the Celtics. He hasn't really played that much this postseason. Um, Thick Lowry came in and added 15 points off the bench. So there's yeah. that. Now they were pretty hot from the three point line. People were yeah, they're please. hot lights out, and I don't know if they can keep it up for game two. I think it'll be interesting to see how Boston answers. I end up, I think they're end up splitting this series and taking it back to Miami. But I really want to see Miami win it all at this point. I want to see I want to see Jimmy Butler get that ring. Yeah, yeah. I think that Butler ring is is. I mean, 
like I said, I don't, I don't know what your guys' take on that, but I, like I said, I think that's the greatest ring of all time. I, mean, I think be- second, it, the what? greatest ring. I think I think the best ring I've seen in my lifetime was the Mavericks beating the Heat. But I think oh yeah, Dirk, yeah, with, with Dirk, Dirk, yes, that is that is big. Jose Calderon locking up <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> I I uh I mean I just don't I don't know if Miami can get it done. I would love to see it, um, but that's gonna lead us into this huge huge segment that I think we can all sit here and say it's kind of crazy. Um, is the Lakers Nuggets both games one and two? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off here. So this this is what I'm looking at, guys. And and I had the Lakers going up two to one, right? That that was my hot take. Obviously not happening. Um, you can't have Jokic putting up a triple-double in both games and expect to win it. Game one, they, the Lakers were outscored by 19. They lost by six, right? The difference is that, I mean, Murray went off for 31 that game. Jokic had 34. I mean, their starters, their worst starter was at 15 points. That That's just crazy. Whereas you're looking at the Lakers, you had Schroeder and Russell at six points each. That's not going to get it done. Then when you look at game two, they were outscored by five points. And I just, you're looking, like they're off, their starters are the reason, it's the difference maker. Uh, Murray, again, 31 points, or sorry, 37 points, right? I mean, he's just having himself a field day there. And I just don't – I don't know what happens. I, I don't – they're just coached better, it seems like. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go, go second, second because, because I know Christian has a lot to say about this. Um, so, yeah, Nuggets are up 2-0. They, they took care of business, but both games have been super competitive, especially mm-hmm. for the numbers that the Nuggets have been putting up. Game 1, AD went off. LeBron did his thing, and Reese and Hachimura ah. both came in and were doing really well off yeah. the, like. As role players, however, D'Lo, who has looked rough all playoffs, did not do his thing in both games. Um, again, Jokic had a triple double with 34 points and 21 rebounds, 12 of them coming in the first quarter. And then even ex Laker Quintavious Caldwell Pope scored 21 yep. points. So, yeah, Pope <laughs> came off and scored 21. Game two, AD was nowhere to be found, he had 18 points on 14 shots. Again, Hachimura and Reeves did a lot to help support LeBron, who was 9-19 from the field, 0-6 from three. And a fun fact here, Bron is 1-20 from three in the fourth quarter, and he's missed 19 consecutive three-point shots in the fourth quarter. But they still only lost by five. Murray went off in the fourth quarter. He had 23 of his 37 points just in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. 23 points was the second highest scored in the total game by Jokic, who again had another triple-double. So in, with game three looming in LA, I think LA will win this game. They won't think they won't. I don't think they'll go down 3 0. Um, Lakers have kept it close, you know, <clears throat> but it's going to be whether or not <clears throat> the Lakers have a complete game. I think that they, I think that they kind of outmatch, looking at it now, I feel like they kind of outmatch player wise the Nuggets. Um, obviously, you have Jokic, who's better than AD, I feel. And then you have LeBron, who I feel like matched up with Murray more. Um, I feel like the advantage is going to be whichever guard spots comes out and do well. So what's Reeves going to do? What's D'Lo going to do? And what's that bench going to do? So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, and I feel like the Lakers should have won, you know, game one, uh, only because when Davis puts up 40 points in a game, you're, you're getting a monster performance by him. But 
you can't – I mean, Davis had 40, James had 26, and Reeves had 23. That's the majority of it. And then your other two stars at six and six. I mean, that's just that's just not going to get it done. That For sure, that's going to be an issue going on um, in game three. Christian, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to oh, say. Oh, I have a lot to say about the We know. I have a lot to say about the Lakers. And honestly, it's really about one player on the Lakers. Did you guys watch the game, both the games? Like, did you watch the full games? Yes. Okay. So, I might be the only one to uh, peep this. But LeBron needs to realize there are other players on that team that are allowed to get the job done. I get it. You are argued as one of the top three greatest of all time with Jordan and Kobe being the only other two you're usually argued with. Doug, you go and look back at game one and two. They would have won. I think they could have won game one. With 30 seconds left in the most important game so far this season, Austin Reeves, who is four or three for four, I'm sorry, from the exact spot he's standing in, wide open from the three-point line, LeBron forces a ugly and not needed shot with over 12 seconds left on a shot clock. You have plenty of time to set up a play. You have plenty of time to find that open man. And Austin Reeves, who is hot right now, and everybody knows in sports you play the hot hand, who is hot right now, standing at the corner, waiting for that ball, staring at you, waiting for that ball. You give him that ball, I'm not saying he makes the shot, but that's who I want with the ball at that time because that's the hot hand, right? But I feel like, to me, that ego, it got in the way. He tried to force a shot that's not needed right there. Mm. And like David said, one of 20 on his last three-point shots in clutch time. Yeah. Like, let it, let that, like, pick that up for a second. And so to me, you do that, I personally think you win game one, right? I think that if you throw that, I think you pass that ball, you win game one, but then you come into game two, right? And I'm thinking, okay, you know what? He dropped 26, he played a decent game, but he had a lot of late game mistakes. It's going to get better. It's going to be okay. It'll bounce back, right? That's what we know from LeBron. No. It's not what happened. Came out, dropped less points than he did in the first game. Not only on top of that, crucial turnovers. Crucial, crucial late game turnovers. Along with that, and again, it brings me back to, again, the ego gets in the way. I was laughing at it because I thought it was so funny. LeBron gets the steal when they're down five with 20 seconds left. Nobody thought they were going to win this game at this point. Then he gets a steal. Looks like there's a shot with two defenders on him. He goes under the rim and tries a backwards layup while Austin Reeves again, who once again is four for five on his last three-point shots, is standing in the corner just like this waiting for the ball. It's four <laughs> for five in his last – oh, okay, never mind. You're right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was wow. that, that's a first like this for the ball at, at at his hot spot in the key and lebron goes for a double man underneath layup i don't get it i think and to me i think that's the whole reason the lakers aren't possibly up 2-0 right now is because they're not is is i mean everybody knows it comes down you can play the game however you want to play the game this that and the third it's those crucial game time decisions that yeah. always gonna stick with you. And I, I think I think that that could really, really come into play going into LA. They might tie the series two two. I think it's gonna be a good series. Um, you know, you're looking at it, they're close games. I think LeBron he does like to look at game film, so I think he might see that and see the adjustment and 
look at Reeves back there. Um, you know, and that's what's going to separate James from Jordan uh, is just the decision making. So, well, to add on to that, here's what I'll say. Now, we all know the story, you know, with, you know, Steve Kerr's shot, like Jordan came up to Phil and said, hey, you know, he's open. I'll draw it, pass it out, and Kerr hit that clutch shot. But, you know, with LeBron, it's almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it's always, well, it's always been questioned, you know, oh, LeBron never takes the clutch shots. LeBron always passes away. So, like, if he would have passed that ball away and Reeves would have missed, I know he's you said he made four or five in his three-point, but if he would have missed that, people would have been drawing into question, oh, why did he pass it out? Again, it's more damn you do, damn you don't. However, I feel like going back into it, I feel LeBron would probably agree the best play would have been to kick it out considering yeah. how well Reeves has done. But I think the whole speculation, you know, as again, it's damn you, damn you, don't. People are going to compare him to Michael Jordan and say Michael Jordan did this. But I think basketball-wise, yeah, I think you're right. He should have passed it out. But I don't want to sit there and, like, really hone in on Braun and be like, oh, why didn't you pass it out? Because I know what everybody else would have been thinking if he did. Yeah, and I think there's going to be film sitting out there. He's going to have the same play happen, and he's going to kick it out to Reeves, and they're going to make it. I, I think I think there's you're gonna see a play in game three that that happens. Hey, um, look, I would just like to note, I 100 said this game will go to seven last podcast, and I also said neither team will lose at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't disagree. I I mean oh, at this point at this point I don't disagree with that. Um, so that's gonna lead me into the PGA Championship. You know, I'm I'm huge into golf. Great, love to, love talking golf. You know. That's that's mine. So this is our sub subpar segment here we got going on right now. And this is as of two hours ago on Friday. Corey Connors is leading it by two strokes. Now, he has a leg up on everyone because he's from Canada and the weather is very cold right now. So he is used to playing in these conditions right on his toes is Scheffler. He was only two behind. Scheffler's a gamer. He's been in the position. I think he's going to be probably one of the last um, one of the last groupings in Sunday. Now, then you have DeChambeau. I thought I had high takes for DeChambeau. I'd love to see someone from the Live Tour go out there, kind of put a little bit more publicity into this Live Tour, PGA Tour event. I don't know. He was plus three on the front nine. I don't know if he's going to get it done. Um Keegan Bradley, Keegan Bradley's playing pretty good. He's also only two shots behind. Is he going to get the putter going? My biggest take, and this is who I have thinking is going to win, is Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland has been in the stage for many, many, many events and hasn't been able to close it out. I think he has that stigma in him ready to go and finally win one of his majors. Um, He was only two behind. He's tied for seventh. Uh, or sorry, he was tied for seventh in the Masters. Victor Hovland is my pick to win it all. Do you have something you want to add to it, David? I was just going to add. I like I watch a little golf. I don't watch as much as I used to, but um, yeah, I know Scheffler. He's it seems like he's always in the hunt, no matter what the like the majors. He always seems to be right there. Seems the Hovland used like you said around this time. I I had him doing pretty well at the the Masters you know, this coming year, and I think he I forgot what place he ended up coming in, but. He didn't do too bad for himself. Um, DeChambeau, with him, 
Maybe he just needs to get him one of his special protein shakes so he can get a little bit warmer. Um, but I feel like it's just his style of play is so hard to come by because he's not really a finesse guy. He's a power guy. Mm-hmm. On some of those courses, it's really hard to just power the ball the whole time. So it'll be interesting, I'm yeah, sure. I, and I want to see what he does going over to the British Open. Link style course. Driver doesn't driver doesn't disappoint there. You know, you can be in that high rough and still play a decent round of golf. So, you know, I just think Victor Hovland finally takes that step. And I think you see a surge out of him once he finally gets on that stage. Um, I just don't I don't know if Corey Connors can keep this. I mean, he's never really been top tier. Uh, he's a decent he's a decent player. Um, weather's definitely helping him for sure. Can I add in something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't watch any golf whatsoever. I find it as personally one of the most boring sports. But I did see some guy uh, yesterday. He had to like crawl, not crawl, but walk into like a huge marsh and he had to like take his shirt off because it got all muddy and his leg. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that, I thought you probably thought that was pretty hot too. Yeah. You're probably, it was, look, a little bit, but it wasn't hotter than you, David. He loves that. I have a better shirt. Yeah. I have a better shirt off you know, moment in this podcast probably than sure. that. So that's what I'm true. saying. It's, yeah. You take the shirt off and it's a whole sweater right on there. So now that we went through our subpar segment, we're going to lead it off with Christian on what he has going on. First of all, let's have a moment of silence here for uh, Christian's payday parlays as we rebrand them. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who do happen to remember Christian's payday parlay, which by the way, it's only 50%. Hopefully you guys. Yeah, it started off bad, so we figured we needed a rebrand to help them out. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was our thinking. So we went ahead and we went and switched this to complimentary of Nick. Goldie's locks, my boys. These are the locks of the weekend here. So, well, not the weekend, but a Friday right here. So today, we crafted a little four-legger, 15 into $145. That's what my book has it as. I don't know what your book has it as, but that's what we went with. On our four-leg parlay, I took Miami on the money line. Now, they're away. But Calcaterra's on the mound. I think that's going to be a good – it's going to be a good outing for him. You know what I mean? I think we get a little win there. It's all that matters. Just need it on the money line. If the win's a win, that's all we take. We move on. Next, we got the Rays. I took the Rays on the run line. The run line's minus one and a half. But, again, the Rays are one of the highest teams in ball. I don't really see it slowing down. I think they're going to continue picking up. I think that's a good pick here tonight. Mets on the money line to follow that up for the third leg. Now, the Mets are not looking too great over the last, but Pete Alonso has been looking really good over there for the Mets, and he's actually the whole reason they've won their last two games. I think they continue to win tonight. I think that's going to be great, and I think that's going to be another lock right there for the locks. And on the last leg of the parlay, I had the Yankees on the run line. They're minus one and a half, but they play the Reds. And as David already stated, Judge is already homered in the game. So they're um, up. That, that was stated uh, pre-recording, but thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Pre-recording then. <laughs> you had already stated Judge had homered in the game, and I was going to tell you guys that anyways because I had the stats up, but yeah. So I think that one's definitely a lock. Hey, four legs, right. got to love it, especially during the bestiality. Um, question here, uh, Christian. Um, do you know Pete Alonzo's nickname? Nick? I do not, no. That would be the polar bear. Oh, I did bell. know that. I did know Dang it, I did know that. Hmm. I only know that because my roommate is a Mets fan, sadly. 
It's all yeah. about the Mets, baby. The Mets. Let's go Ooh, Mets. The Mets suck. So before we start our last segment, Dubs and Chugs, um, we started last week. David threw out some crazy bet with the A's with their, you know, how many they had in attendance. Um, we're going to do this, you know, once a week. Each of us are going to pick some crazy bet we throw out there. Uh, and then the loser obviously has to deal with the consequences. Christian, what do you what do you have going on for your your crazy bet? Yeah, so last week David decided uh, he was going three thousand or was it three thousand? It was three thousand or lower for three thousand or lower for the attendance. Now for me, he took the under on that one. I'm gonna take the over this weekend between Saturday and Sunday. I believe there will be thirty five or more. Home runs hit total between throughout the entire MLB. Whoo! Better juice up those balls now, buddy. Yeah, they're not playing Mexico City, unfortunately. But I, Ooh. I think I would agree with you. I think I would go over thirty-five and a half. You know, like like we're talking about. You no, know, each team has to at least hit one home run in either Friday or Saturday, and one a little extra. You know, another home run from some other team. So right. I feel like that's I feel like that should be easy. But maybe who knows? Maybe we'll see a perfect game this weekend. So. I would love to see a perfect game this weekend. So that's going to lead us off to our dubs and chugs. Unfortunately, David lost last week. Uh, really, only by one. I mean, it, I think I think this week we're going to do, um, if you hit the tiebreaker, you get an extra point. Uh, only because it's really hard to hit that tiebreaker. Well, here's the question, though, real quick. Because, you know, to note that real quick, Nick, you lost by one to me. But had you have hit the tiebreaker, we'd have been tied. Right. So, I don't think it really matters if you come in first or second, as long as you don't come in last. So. All right, exactly. But I, I, I do want to throw that out there. I think, I think that's pretty, pretty fair. I mean, it, it's a hard thing to hit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna start this off with Friday. Okay. We're gonna go Orioles, Blue Jays. Christian, you wanna start? Yeah, I, at the Blue Jays. It's at Blue Jays. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Blue Jays. I'll take the Blue Jays tonight. Okay. Yeah, uh, Blue Jays, I'll take them. They're both really good teams, both good bats. Kikuchi is 5-0 and this year, and they're at home, so I have Blue Jays winning. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Blue Jays also and piggyback off you guys. Uh, I just think they're they're catching fire. I think they continue Ooh, Hunger that. Games. Ooh. Uh, leading off to the next Let's game, the Lawrence. A's versus the Astros. Uh, is this really much of a question yeah. here? Honestly, I mean, this was – Buddy, there's there's a lot. There's 15 games on the day. You had to pick this one. Give me the Astros. Yeah, g- give me Houston. Not even close. I'm not picking the A's. I have a very personal vendetta against them right now for my last week's bet. So going Houston. Yeah, I mean, I wanted I wanted to take the A's just to be uh, the the guy that go, takes go, them. Go ahead. Do it, I'm, like, I'm going Astros at home. I just think they get it done there. Uh, then the next game, Royals White Sox. I'm going to start that one. I'm going to take the Royals. I think they come through. I think they win that one. I think they get the upset win at Washington. Or not, wow, Washington. In Chicago, I think that's going to be the Royals. Yeah, we have the Royals versus the White Sox. Fun fact, Christian's Black Sox are also known as White Sox for a different reason. Um, They're both not that good teams. Uh, both pitchers aren't doing hot. However, I say we will see flashes of prime Grinky this week, and I think the Royals are going to take that game against the White Sox. Does he bring back the Ephus? Ooh. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go White Sox in this game. Um, I, I just think in Chicago, I think they get it get it done there. And then that leads us off to Saturday, Diamondbacks versus po- uh, the Pirates. The only reason I picked this game is because David's hot take – 
was the Diamondbacks winning the entire week, and I had to make sure I threw this in there. So what do you got? Um, so for me, as you guys know, I'm a better. I've actually taken for the past three nights in a row the Diamondbacks on the run line. And I'm going to continue, even though they failed me the other night against the A's. I'm going to continue to stand with the Diamondbacks. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks. Yeah, again, if like Nick said, if you saw my hot take of the week, you know I have Diamondbacks winning every game this week. They lost one because of stupid. Bit errors um, and, and extra innings. So but I'm going to take the Diamondbacks here. Again, Pirates have not been hot in the month of May. I think that continues. I think the Pirates get it done. I'm going to go ahead and go with Pirates at home in Pittsburgh. Uh, All right, going into our next game is the Brewers versus the Rays. Oh, man. Yeah, Um, I'm going to take the Rays. Uh, obviously, Rays at home. Rays, best team in baseball right now. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. I might, yeah, I might have a little, little side thought to this as well as I throw this out here. Rays have hit uh, over 80 home runs, and no other team in baseball has hit over 60 uh, coming into today. Could we see a little sign stealing? I don't know. But anyways, not. Nah, but um, I think the Rays are going to win this game without a doubt at home. I think that's, I think that's just no question there. Yeah, um, I think the Rays have been phenomenal so far. Um, Zach Eflin, who we know well, has been doing really well this season. I think the I think the Rays win. Um, and I think with those home runs, it's gonna be very fun considering we're going to see the Rays and the Phillies play on July fourth. So, Oof. I don't know if I'm ready for that one. I am actually gonna go with the Brewers. Um, I think they're gonna take a road win here on Saturday. Really crushing defeat to the Rays. Maybe start something. The Rays on a downtrend. Uh, going into the final game on Saturday, Twins versus Angels. Yeah, um, I know for me, looking at the book the other day, uh, Twins are favorited in this game. But I'm going to take the Angels. Uh, I think the Angels are doing a little bit better than everybody supposed they were going to do. Uh, I think, I don't know. I just I just have a, good, I have a good feeling about the Angels this year. I think they're doing something. I think everybody's trying to fight to keep Shohei on that team. I think they're going to go ahead and walk away with the win on this one. Yeah, both teams have been doing better this year than I think everybody thought they were doing. Twins have a good record. Angels have a good record. I think at home, Angels are going to win. And I think Trout homers twice that game. So, Ooh, I mean, I'm going to lock that in for my bet. Thank you. <laughs> I, I am also going to go with the Angels at home. I think Otani is a leader there. I think he's going to get it done himself. Uh, we're going to our final day, which is Sunday. We'll go Yankees Reds. This is, again, is this a question? I mean, is it a question? Yeah, Yankees. Give me the Yankees all day. The Reds, poverty franchise. Don't really care for them. You know what I mean? Give me the Yankees. It hits me right at my father's Cincinnati Jewels. Um, Severino is making his first start of the season against the Reds that day. Um, he had a little off year last year. Hunter Green's on the mound for the Reds, who had a lot of heat, but some control issues. Um, he's been subpar this year, too. I say the Yankees win. I say Judge hits a homer. I mean, he's already hit one tonight, but I think he hits one against the Reds that night, too. Yeah, we're on agreement with this one, too. I'm going to go ahead and take the Yankees. Uh, they're going to take one over in Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's their bats are there, but their pitching's not. Um then we're going to go with the Dodgers-Cardinals. Cardinals are a little hot right now. They put up, what, 16, was it, the other night? I'm pretty sure they had 18 home runs. Like, it's pretty crazy, but is that – as you said, it's at Arizona? 
Uh, it's Versace, at St. It's Louis. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's in football. Yeah, Kyler Murray's actually going to play. Maybe he can stay healthy. Oh, nice. nice. He's going to be on the sticks that game. Yeah. Um. Give me the Dodgers. St. Louis hasn't looked that great this year. I mean, Dodgers are always one of the better teams in ball. I'm just going to go with the Dodgers. Well, if you, I don't know how much research you've done in this game, but Clayton Kershaw is making his start that game. Um, he's six and three this year with a two point five uh, ERA, and I think this will be a good game for him. I think the uh, Dodgers are going to take it. Looks even better. No, not so fast. Ah, I have no. the Cardinals at home taking it on a on a Sunday game to end the series over there. Um, leading off to our last game on Sunday is the Red Sox Padres. Give me the Sox. Even with even with the Padres being high, I think I still think I mean actually that I mean they were they were hot, but they slowed down a lot. Um, but I still think I think the Red Sox come in to Pittsburgh and take it. Yeah, so on on paper we have two pretty good names pitching. San Diego. You said the, oh Padres. I thought you said Pirates. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. San Diego. Anyway, great pitching matchup on paper. We have uh, Corey Kluber versus Waka. Um, Kluber has been very bad this season. He's a 6.41 ERA, and with the Padres' great bats in that lineup, I feel like they're going to have a field day with him, so I have the Padres winning on a Sunday, and of course they would. Waka, Flocka, Flame. I am going Red Sox to win this game on the road. Their bats, Their bats are coming around. I think the Red Sox take this. That leads us to our tiebreaker game uh, with the Rocker, Rockies versus the Giants. Christian, what do you got? I think we're going to get six, five Giants. Yeah, this can go really either way. I feel like these teams are pretty mid-pack NL West teams. Um, I feel like they could be better, but they're not. Um, I'll, where are they playing? I didn't. They are playing at San Fran. At oh, San Fran. I, I okay. All right. Um, I'll go. I'm gonna go seven five Giants. You know, Christian, I hate you. Um, I had the Giants winning six five. I'm gonna switch. Make this it up. now. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this up now. I think the Rockies win six five on that game just because Ooh, I I need to be a little different. On that. But you know, as always. I appreciate uh, everyone uh, tuning in. Hey, hey before we go, before we go, at the end of this podcast, um, we're not going to go straight into our outro. We're going to have a little song being played afterwards. So stay tuned for that. The new anthem of Highly Taken Podcast. Take a look. On June 2nd of this year, it will be dropped on Spotify, Apple Music, whenever you get your music. Ooh. So keep on look for that. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, we appreciate anybody who listens, anybody who shares, anybody who yeah, even maybe else. even sees us for half a second before swiping up on TikTok. We appreciate it. Yeah. I meant I meant to put in this Monday. We're gonna have a guest come in. Huge Philly fan, my brother. You know him. You love him from I am. You know him from I am Legend. You know him from you know such hit movies as Men in Black. We have Will Smith coming in. Will Smith, he's gonna get it done. The hitch himself. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna see what we His have. His knee done. has a hitch. Yeah. Robo leg. Robo leg himself. So guys, tune in next leg. week. Like always, always been fun. Cheers, all of you. Happy Friday. Next week. Yo yo yo! Highly taken podcast. Just like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mother. 
You know what? We probably told her for you. Yo, listen up. Let me introduce to you the highlight taken podcast. We bring the heat is true. Hosted by David, Nick, and Christian. That's a crew. They drop knowledge and hot takes at the sports IQ. We dive into the game from hoops to grit iron. Analyzing every play like we were the champion. With witty banner and humor, we keep the fun. HTP fam, we always bring the number one. Highlight taken podcast. We taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs. Levin, the sports dream. From hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime. Come join the hype. We not just blowing steam we're known for our hot takes blazing the fire bringing heat to the table never preaching to the choir debating on players teams and even strategies we keep for real the sugar-coated fallacies david's on the mic spinning knowledge of flair he breaks down the stats with a voice smooth like air christian's a funny guy bringing laughter and joy he got the jokes unlocked and no one can destroy Next the analyst break down the x's and o's he sees the game differently like nobody knows together you unite forming a podcast dream team making waves in the industry fulfilling their schemes Highlight taking pockets, we taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs, living the sports dream. From hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime. Come join the hype, we not just blow with steam. So grab your headphones and tune in every week. Highlight taking podcast is the place to seek. Insightful discussions, opinions will clash, but respect remains, although our opinions are trash. Whether it's baseball or football or even more, we cover it all, leaving you wanting for more. So join the ATP crew on this wild ride as we conquer the airways with passion, laughter, and pride. Highlight taking pockets, we we taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs, Levin, the sports dream. From hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime. Come join the hype. We not just blow with steam. The highlight taking pockets, we bring the energy. With David, Nick, and Christian, it's a symphony. So spread the word, let the whole world know. HTP's the place the sports lovers go. Oh, that's what it is. HTP. We hope you enjoy. Like and subscribe. Go, birds. Go, Philly. Um, and I guess, well, your mom, she did say hi.